Well, yesterday, as I record this, my wife and I uh, got a letter from our government. And the letter basically said that she has an upcoming appointment with uh, the Immigration Service to schedule her appointment for her U.S. citizenship uh, test and application. Uh, and I thought, that's grand. And I took a look at the study guide for the kind of things that citizens need to know in order to become a citizen of the United States. If you are going to be a naturalized citizen, as my wife will be very shortly. And I looked at some of the questions. And one of the questions was, what are some of the rights that are guaranteed to you by the U.S. Constitution? Well, it turns out you have the right to free speech. You have the right to keep and bear arms. You also have the right to petition your govern government for grievances. And I thought that if you go through this process, you become a citizen. But I've now come to realize I was mistaken in this regard. That's obsolete thinking. Now, if I petition my government for grievances, I'm a domestic terrorist. Hi, everybody. I'm Bill Whittle with Steve Green and Scott Ott. And uh, I'd love to be telling you that we're on the hyperbole train, but we're not. This isn't the hyperloop or the hyperloop. This is the actual fact. A memo from the law enforcement officer, chief law enforcement officer of the United States of America, the attorney general of the United States, uh, Eric Garland, has basically advised the Federal Bureau of Investigation to look very closely at the fact that many parents are angry at what the left is putting into their heads without their knowledge. And this constitutes domestic terrorism. And so we are now going to mobilize the uh, law enforcement, law enforcement uh, agencies of the federal government to make sure that local school board meetings don't get too much into grievances while they're doing the petitioning. Uh, Steve, the the hits just keep on coming, don't they? Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is the thing. This was these last few months as I've seen parents speak out against CRT training in our schools. Um, I've just I've never been more proud to be an American. It's been it Me too. honestly been inspiring to watch parents who have been basically happy with their schools, finding out that the foundation is rotten and they're trying to do something about it. Even if it's just speaking up at a school board meeting, that is a start. And you can watch these videos on YouTube and OK, maybe the parents are a little rough around the edges, but it's real. It's genuine. Their concern and their anger are both genuine. And hopefully, I know Scott's going to get into this, hopefully this this results in them running for school boards and affecting actual change by getting rid of the damn Marxists who have taken over one of our foundational public institutions. Um, and then this morning, to find out that the FBI is being weaponized against these very same parents is so enraging, so I was going to say dispiriting, but no, I'm I'm not there. I am Don't not go dispirited. There, man. That's what no. they want. Exactly. I will not go there. Um, I think it was E. e. Cummings who said there is some shit I will not eat, and this is this is where I am. This is where I draw the line. It actually makes me wish I lived in a worse school district. Our school district here is great. We don't have any of this stuff. Okay, my son who's in high school has that one teacher who likes to talk about uh, America being a. a fundamentally racist country and all that. And my 15-year-old son quotes Ben Shapiro back at him. I'm like, yes, 
Go get them. But that's normal. That's the normal give and take you're supposed to have. You're going to disagree with some teachers. You're going to agree with some other teachers. And you're supposed to butt heads. You're supposed to argue. You're supposed to get along anyway. My best friend in high school was pretty much a communist. All we did was argue about stuff. And we were best friends. I want to get back to that. But you can't do that. You can't do that when CRT is being drilled in the heads of kindergartners, of elementary school kids, of even middle school kids. My 15-year-old, he can take care of himself. My 11-year-old, you touch that kid, I'm going to kill you. Um, But I don't have to worry about that because of the school district I live in. There are other parents who aren't so privileged, if you'll let me use that word in in an actual uh, meaningful way. And those parents are fighting back, maybe not completely skillfully, maybe not for the moment in the most effective way, but they're fighting back and using their rights as Americans and for the FBI to be going after those parents. I say we take off and nuke the entire headquarters from Orbit Bill. It's the only way to be sure. It's the only way to be sure. Uh, Scott, in our backstage show available for our members only, we had an interesting discussion back and forth. You've actually been on a school board uh, and you've also, uh, as a young cub reporter, were uh, out there riding that wave of adrenaline, covering school board meetings and wondering, (laughs) my God, how will I be able to copy all this down fast enough? But you you made a compelling argument, and and I'm not trying to steal your point here, but your argument was that if you want to change what the schools are doing, you need to run for school board and 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 have have your voice as a school board member. But that's not really the issue I'm talking about here, because to say that if you don't like what the government is doing, change the government at the next election, that is exactly correct, and we are ultimately responsible for the government we get. But I'm more interested in this idea of the right to petition the government for grievances. This is this this right assumes that we don't either have the time or or, or whatever the case may be that we do that the only let me rephrase this. Our system of government is predicated on the idea that citizens have other rights beside the ability to change the government at the next election, that we have the right to respond immediately to things that we find to be outrageous. And and that right for petition really only interfaces at things like school board or county commission. I don't have a chance to, to, to list my grievances with the United States Congress. I don't even have a chance to talk to my representative, really. So do we have this right to do it or not? And And if we do, have a right to petition the government for grievances. What separates acceptable behavior from unacceptable behavior? Well, we have an inherent right, and that wasn't granted to us, you know, by the Constitution or by, you know, some lofty statement in the Declaration of Independence. We have an inherent right to uh, petition the government that we form for the redress of grievances. That's what this is all about because it's our government. And so, of course, we have the right to petition them. Now, there's also a process, as you have alluded to there, and we talked about in our backstage meeting. Um, so if you're not a member yet, you may want to consider doing that just so you can find out the brilliant things I say in the backstage meetings. Uh, but we, you know, the the legal process for 
changing that situation at the local school board level is there. And I'm not saying you need to run for school board, but the school board needs to represent the views of the local populace. And so if you can be part of that effort to get somebody elected who will actually vote the right way, that's great. But to Bill's point, uh, the federal government has no business in this. Um, And the problem that we've seen in recent years with mass media being able to reach broad audiences and social media being able to stretch out beyond the bounds of local municipalities and school districts is that we have nationalized everything. And so instead of a situation where in my local school district, they've made a curriculum change and some parents got upset about it and stood up and talked about it and it got a little out of hand or a little noisy in the meeting or the school board walked out because they were concerned that it was an ungovernable meeting. That is a local issue that can be solved at the local level, but we won't leave it that way. The activists want to see that spread out across the country as fast as possible, and they want to say, hey, look at these crazies who are standing up and yelling and screaming at school board meetings, um, and they want to make a national issue out of it. And of course, you go to the attorney general of the United States and (laughs) raise your complaint, and then the attorney general goes to the Federal Bureau of Investigation. None of this should have risen to the level of, or should I say, descended to the level of the federal government. Um, This should have all happened at the local level if there was anything. Now, as I mentioned backstage, um, you know, the way to handle the redress of grievances at the local level is to actually listen to the grievances. Um, If you think it's a substantial complaint that a number of people in your district have, and it's an issue that doesn't look likely to go away on its own, then maybe you need to hold a hearing about that and bring in some people who can talk intelligently and answer questions and make an effort to win the public that you pretend to represent. Uh, But I have no stomach at all for Merrick Garland getting involved in this. I have no stomach at all for the FBI getting involved in it. These people are not domestic terrorists. They may be, uh, you know, badly organized uh, protesters, and that'll get better over time. But it's not an issue that's a threat to anybody's health or safety. It's not a broad movement that's got secret funding. I remember the first time I spoke at a Tea Party meeting, and at that time, Nancy Pelosi was uh, saying that it was all this Tea Party stuff was AstroTurf, meaning there were these outside agencies funding this effort. And I said, well, you know, I I don't know if this is an AstroTurf movement or not, but I'm standing on top of a slippery bench in the rain talking into what I think is a karaoke microphone trying to address a crowd of people who are all getting drenched out here. Where is this money? Can I get some of it? Because I haven't got my check yet. Yeah, yeah, I don't see it. And I spoke at a number of Tea Party things and there, there was no remuneration for this. So in any case, I think, you know, at the local level, yeah, get organized, get people on the school board who who will vote the way you would like to see them vote at a federal level. Back off, Attorney General. None of your business. Federal Bureau of Investigations, forget about it. I mean, I'm I'm sure you're very clever and are going to, you know, head off these terrorists, you know, like they did previous terrorist attempts uh, before 9-11. But this is this is not the role of the federal government. And petitioning your government for redress of grievances should happen at every level and at the appropriate level. One of the fun things about this show is that we never know what we're going to be talking about until the, the the day, really, the hour that we record the shows. I don't know what topics Steve or Scott are going to bring in and vice versa. But this particular week, we have three episodes that intersect with each other in yeah. significant ways. Steve's show was about um, the harassment of a senator uh, in the bathroom and so on and so forth. So how is that different 
How is that kind of anger and going after a representative of the government different, which I was opposed to, obviously, in terms of her being in the bathroom and so on? How is that different from from a school board uh, parents getting angry, which I'm completely in favor of? And I think there's actually a rather simple answer to that. And that is simply what is the actual ground that you are standing on? In other words, do these people in Steve's show have a right to say, Bill back better, back the bill? Yes, they do. But they have a right to do it outside of that woman's place of business. And they have a right to do it in session. And they have a right to do it where it is appropriate. They do not have the right to follow her into the bathroom. The converse side of this argument is, I think parents have a right, not only a right, but an obligation to go to school board meetings and vent their anger. And if that anger is, is erupting into obscenities and, and high blood pressure, then that's just fine with me so long as they do not approach the people who are on the desks and cross the line from the podium and start getting in their faces and physically threatening them. This is not so hard to figure out. It really isn't. And as Steve has pointed out in our backstage show, if there were these things, if this was a national emergency requiring the, the FBI and the, and the Department of Justice, we would be seeing endless loops of this on TV. And the fact that we're not seeing it is because it's not there. This is not happening. What is happening is what the left always has done, and that is the continuing attempt to criminalize behavior that disagrees with them politically. Criminalize it, not just disagree with it and not just smother it. That's the job of the tech giants. The job of the media is to create the narrative. But now the federal government is trying to criminalize political disagreement because Americans don't want what these people are buying. And this is the final thought, folks. Does this ever just occur to you that if, if the American people actually wanted what these people are selling, Scott's segment today was about how the IRS is now pushing to be able to monitor your bank accounts so that any transaction more than $600, they will just come in and take a dip of their money. Do ideas that people want have to go to this measure? If we thought that we were getting a reasonable amount of, of our dollars worth, would they have to come after us and start monitoring our bank accounts because they don't think we're paying enough in taxes? If they're throwing trillions of dollars away and $10 billion is a rounding error, we don't know where it went, just disappeared. People are not going to go for that. People don't go for the woke agenda. People don't go for any of this stuff. And what's happening on a daily basis in this country, and everybody feels it, is that every single day that goes by, the sense that we are at war with this government that used to represent us and now treats us as a host organism is getting stronger by the day. And sooner or later, they're going to realize that it was the denial of the petition of grievances that caused the first Americans to become Americans in the first place. For Steve Green and Scott Ott, I'm Bill Whittle. The show is made possible by the paying members at BillWhittle.com. We'd love to have you join us over at BillWhittle.com, where you can become a citizen producer and make sure messages like this aren't squashed by the forces that are trying to squash any idea that they don't particularly care for. 